What's up, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Late Box. Sorry, man. I uh, had technical difficulties as usual. And uh, yeah, and that's why I'm late. So uh, forgive me for uh, that. But um, so let's get right into it. No introduction. But it's kind of a tradition, though, right? I mean, we kind of got Do the short it. version. All right. Everybody loves Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger? you dj lady style that was awesome everybody can hear me right yep you're still good all right thank god jesus christ what a ordeal i had my god this is the cover price top 10 for the week ending august 14th and yes that book is on there and we'll get to it but you know what like i said the last time man other comics are highly deserving to be on this list so let's get right to it man what is oh well, i gotta spot hey this show is sponsored by our friends over at Cover Price. Go to CoverPrice.com, sign up for a um, free, what, two-week or just You know what? Spend $6.99, just get the whole damn full thing, and then you could uh, connect with uh, CLZ. Check out our Thursday show when we had Matt on there, and they could talk about how uh, the integration of um, CLZ and Cover Price. But... Always, as uh, usual, there's always a runner-up to the top 10. And this week's runner-up, what do we got? We got Meet the Scrolls number one from 2019. The solicitation for Secret Invasion dropped on Disney Plus to go with a release date of spring 2023. It specifically mentions a group of infiltrations for the past few years. While this could mean many scrolls, many fans' attentions has shifted to this book. It features the first appearance of the Warners, a scroll family that is completely integrated into society with a dad who works at S.H.I.E.L.D. And Gia, there is a precedent for a semi-crossover as Gia has disguised herself as Pepper Potts before. Some sites speculate that this is the actress, 
actress Amelia Clark's secret role is instead of the rumored uh, Veronki, the scroll queen and swords director, Abigail brand. I'm still banking on those two. We tracked 11 copies sold last week, seven day uptrend of 160% high sale of $18 and 16 cents for a raw copy with the current fair market value of $15. Yeah, this was like totally I, out of nowhere. Right. I meant, uh, mm-hmm. geez, you know, and it, it, the, the irony is I uh, gave our uh, like Zach. I've been watching Game of Thrones and like, mm-hmm. you know, didn't ever starts off fine. And then at the end, she's just told us she's just like, damn, she yeah. wants to see the world burn. Like, damn. Uh, but it's definitely worth the rewatch of, uh, to prime her up for, uh, you know, um, House of the Dragon. Can't wait, man. I cannot wait. All right. So uh, runner up is Meet the Scrolls. Number one from 2019. Where did that come from? All right. What do we got for number 10? Number 10 this week, uh, Poison Ivy, number three. This is a Seb McKinnon, one in 50 variant from DC Comics, uh, brand new in 2022. DC has been putting out phenomenal ratio covers lately, and McKinnon delivered a haunting and surreal cover of Poison Ivy. We've tracked 10 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 221% with a high sell of $225 for a raw copy holy cow crazy town for a very crazy numbers right just came out about it but wow yeah we were just talking about it last week when it was on the list and we're like when's the last time you know dc does one in 50s i mean you know i mean they do them but they're not as frequent as as marvel does they didn't even start doing variants and like racial variants until just recently probably right before the pandemic i think is when they first started doing variants and that was like with three jokers yeah, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I found out like a month ago that the cover artist is written uh, in the tiniest font you could ever think of on the UPC code. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of that for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. So it's it, you know how Marvel just says variant cover, but uh, DC doesn't say that anywhere. But if you look on the UPC code on the right on, there's a little writing going up uh, vertically, and it tells you. Jenny Frizan or whomever, you know, that it is the uh, people. So people it out. I'm just something I found out. Maybe you guys know, but I just found out because I was like, because I was trying to figure out, I was like, is this a Rose Besh cover? And I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it. And then I go, holy cow. But then I'm getting old too. My eyes are pretty bad, but I hmm. digress. Number 10 on the list is Poison Ivy, number three by Seb McKinnon. Did we ever figure out it was it's, Seb McKinnon is a man, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he knows what a name. No, knows what a name I accept. All right, what do we got for number nine? Number nine, we got Sandman number eight. So, as mentioned previously, Netflix went and did something daring and made Sandman. While issue number one appeared earlier on this list, featuring the first appearance of Dream, this book features the first appearance of his older sister, Death. By all accounts, Kirby Howell Baptiste crushed the role of Death, and fans of the comic and show visited the aftermarket, paying a premium to secure her first appearance. Track 27 copies sold, seven-day trend of 105%. High sale of $1,370 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near mint fair market value of $140. Wow. That book jumped. Dude, I remember this was like a $300 9.8. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But you know what? Well-deserving, though, because this show is dark and it's good. It's not just dark for darkness sake, but it's it's freaking good. So I highly suggest... If you haven't peeped out Sandman, then uh, peep it out, man. Um, 
You know, I was just watching Westworld the other day and I binged it and it is some fucking trippy shit. And there was yet another Metallica song that was featured in that in the scene that was done an orchestra. Just just search for it. It's awesome. Um, all right. So number nine list is Sandman number eight coming in from 1989. Wow. We got for number eight. Turning champion. Oh, hell yeah. Predator number one from Dark Horse Comics in 1989. So while uh, prepping for the launch of Predator number one that just came out last week from Marvel Comics, uh, a plethora of Predator crossover covers to build up the hype. However, the most likely candidate for the hype is probably due to the uh, critical and influential success of the Hulu film Prey. In all likelihood, the action thrillers, thrillers, popularity and fresh take on the franchise has contributed to the interest for this first issue and first appearance of The Predator has hit the top 10 list for the very first time. Last week, track 22 copies sold a seven-day uptrend of 135% and a high sale of $850 for CGC 98. Wow. I remember when this book came out and, you know, in, in, in comic stores and it was relatively hot. You know, it was one of those things. It was... Uh, Aliens and Predator were the two mm. kind of weird kind of comics that were movies based on it that, you know, it wasn't like the speculation level that it is now, but, you know, they were getting fetching good prices, man. So, um, yeah. Um, this this I, image doesn't uh, do this cover justice. If you've ever seen this book in person, it is beautiful. If you find a beautiful, nice, like red version cover of it, it's fantastic in person. Great. Yeah. I hope they really flesh out the predator world after prey, you know, and go and see, you know, the future and all the things. What was that? Justin, who sent that? And who was in a private chat? It was the connection with the gun from the original. Predator two. Predator two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Predator two. The, so the gun is the she used it in prey, correct? Yes. And that's where they get it. Yeah. That's where they get it. That's prey awesome. takes place in like, you know, revolution times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where, though. I think it takes place in like North somewhere in North America because, you know, it was yeah, somewhere in this like the 1700s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when, you know, they had the, the French, the Dutch, the French and Indian Wars and everything. So, yeah. Number eight on the list is Predator number one from 1989. 9.8 for 850 Bonards. What do we got for number seven? Number seven, uh, Sandman, number one, another Sandman on the list. Uh, DC Comics, 1988. Sandman on Netflix is finally here, and so far it's been uh, well-received, as we were talking here earlier. Often referred to as the comic that could never be adapted. Fans were uh, uh, skeptical after Netflix hit some turbulence earlier this year, which led to uh, quite the market cooldown on Sandman books. It's starting to uh, heat up back up as a whole new audience is being introduced to this neo gaming creation opting to go to the source and acquiring the first appearance of dream the first issue of sandman maintains the same number seven spot it had last week uh, we've tracked 31 copies sold and a seven day trend of 99 percent with a high sell of 950 dollars for a cgc 9.8 and a near mint raw fair market value going upwards of 206 dollars that is awesome and well deserved man neil gaiman is like i've always said on this show ad nauseum he's one of my favorite not only comic book writers but also uh um 
uh, a writer of novels. Um, you know, all of his stuff that he's done. I mean, uh, he, you know, he doesn't get nearly enough credit. One of the few cats that can really do both. You know, there's not many cats that can write a novel as well as write comic books. You know, because a lot of times, you know, you know our, uh, author or novelists, you know, poo poo on you know comic books, but you know. There's an exception like George R. R. Martin, who, you know, obviously, you know, famously, you know, read comics and wrote a letter. I, for, I forgot what comic that was that, you know, anyway, I digress. Number seven on the list is Sandman. Number one coming in at, at 950 Bonards. Was that the same price as the other one? Oh, no. Well, I was way off. I was thinking about Predator. Um, I'm no, you know, I'm even wrong on that. I'm, I'm having a horrible day today. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, do you guys know the artist is of uh, Sandman number one? Mm, no. Sam Keith? Sam Keith. No shit. That's Sam, Sam Keith. Keith. Yeah, I'm talking about the Max Sam Keith. Yeah, the Max. The Max and the Hulk Sam Keith. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. What do we got for number six? All right, I love this book. Number six, we have Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number eight. So this book already went for a hefty sum as it featured the origin of Spider-Man's black suit that would later become Venom and is often argued as the first appearance of the black suit. With the confirmation of the Phase 6 film Secret Wars, be prepared to see more of this book hit the market in the event the community sees Tom Holland don the black suit. With a smidge of venom left behind after the events of No Way Home, the potential is there. A fun fact, graded sales of this book sell for over $120 through to a 5.0 grade. It may be just the time to have your comic graded. Track 31 copies sold at a 7-day trend of 105%. High sale of $810 for a CGC 9.8. Hmm. Yeah, this book never leaves, man. It always pops back up. This is a book that's in everybody's up. collection, too, I think. It just has one of those kind of like evergreen kind of books. Mm -hmm. and, and this book is, it's kind of everywhere. Like, you know, you, you can't really go anywhere without tripping over a, a, a Secret Wars 8, it feels like. But it's, yeah. it's a must-have book in your in your collection. There's going to be mean, a was, point where they start, was, they start to flood the market. It was a huge deal when it came oh, out, yeah. right? Because Spider-Man's costume had, you know, changed and, you know. People, well, that was a, there was a toy line associated yeah. with the book where the book was was because they wanted to do a toy line. So, yeah, there's there was a lot of, a lot of people in Secret Wars, people from, Maybe the generation a little bit older than me, or you know, like maybe a little bit older than Tim. This is the book that a lot of people got first introduced into comic books is Secret Wars number one, and the Secret Wars storyline is what brought in a huge generation of people into comic books. All I remember is the Beyonder and the crazy shoulder pads that he had. I don't know if it was. A, it don't was get me started a, on Secret Wars two. Don't get yeah, me started that's what I was Secret Wars two, where he had like the mullet and the uh, and the crazy shoulder pads from the. That's 80s. not even the worst part. The the, the worst part is Spider Man has to teach the Beyonder how to take a dump. <laughs> no one. Ah, the good old days of comics. Well, I mean, you know, because he came to Earth wanting to know, you know, how humans were doing what they're doing, and then fast forward to 2015, you have the Beyonder race, I guess, that are just they just want to wreck shit. So you know, that's crazy. So number six on the list is Marvel Superheroes uh, Secret Wars number eight, eight hundred and ten dollars and a nine point eight, which seems under well, you know. Probably a pretty high print run, but you know, it seems pretty undervalued. If you think it'll get a spike when uh, they do announce eventually, it's got to come right. Oh, the moment mm -hmm. you see a black suit, forget mm -hmm. about it. This book is going to be astronomical. Yeah, it's one of those come to Jesus moments. They need to see proof of God, that God needs to touch them before they actually believe that it's coming, and then you know, prices will go crazy. All right, uh, what do we got for number five? How about the hood number one from Max Comics Marvel 2002? So, rumored for years to appear in the in first Hawkeye. But then Ironheart got the confirmation last week with the set photo showing actor Anthony Ramos as Parker Robbins. 
these leaked photos and chatter caused this book to skyrocket. Similar sales back in 2020. Graded copies were going for close to 600 while multiple sales this week in the $480 to $600 range. While many uh, skeptical on investing in villains, the hood offers a lot of dynamics that could be worked out pretty well in the Ironheart series and the MCU overall. Uh, we did track 33 copies sold last week, seven-day uptrend of 100%, and a high sale of $575 for a CGC at 9.8. Yo, Comic Centric is killing it on the list. Six to seven so far. Not bad at all. Oh, King of Golden State had to show up, obviously, anyway. <laughs> but Comic Centric doing, kicking, uh, kicking some ass as well. Let's see. That's it. Let's see who wins out. And uh, between these two uh, at the list, and we'll need uh, proof of life, obviously, um, the way things are going now. All right. Uh, what do we got for number four? Number four, another uh, returning book here with 8 billion genies. Number one, Image Comics uh, 2022. This book has had its share in the spotlight, and it does not seem to be able to get enough. Returning to the top 10, we see this popular series first issue remain a top grab for collectors. Uh, so we've tracked 35 copies sold, seven-day trend of 129%, and a high sell for a CGC 9.8 was 170 bucks. And shout out to our friend, our sister channel at Bird at Nearing Nirvana, who had the um, uh, Mario Brothers exclusive. It shows up; uh, it's on the recalled comics list, but it's not for a recall; it's for a rare comic. And so, for it to appear on that. Kudos to the whole team over there at Bird City Comics for uh, killing that variant, man. Um, that is, you know, you know, who knows when the show is going to come out, but when it does, uh, it's going to blow up. I think it's already blown up. All right, uh, here's an interesting one. I didn't never expect this to come up on here. Yeah, this is great. We got the Incredible Hulk number two thirteen. So when he takes a glimpse of a potential character to create buzz behind key issues, and this is a prime example. The most recent She-Hulk teaser shows a character whose identity is obscured that some have speculated to be Jack of Hearts. To add that to the speculation, Jack of Hearts has had a prominent role in She-Hulk's most recent comic run. Nevertheless, this only marks the Jack of Hearts' first appearance in a standard comic book. He first cameoed in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 21 and then fully appeared in issue 22. Track 28 copies sold, 7-day trend of 201%, and high sale of $112.95 for a CGC 9.4. We have a new candidate. Kenneth Bird is nine for nine. Look at that. Dang, son. Yo, don't, don't even get me started on King of Hearts. He's one of my most favorite obscure characters in the comics. Um, if you ever read the Jack of Hearts, uh, there was a Marvel miniseries. It's kind of tragic. Um, and obviously, he spoiler alert, he dies eventually. I guess but they brought Avengers him back. Disassembled. Avengers disassembled. Yeah. yeah. In not a good way either. I think <laughs> I, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He exploded at the doorstep. But um the miniseries is absolutely fantastic. You would think a character the goofy looking like that, but you know it's it, it's a tragic kind of story. But I, you know to see the, if I see the Jack of Hearts on screen, that would just blow my mind. That would be <laughs> incredible. I don't know how they do it, but you know it's one of those kind of quirky costumes, which I'm big. I'm down. I'm down for it, man. It so, just shows any first appearance is a good grab these days. If you're going to be getting right. Jack of Hearts coming up, why not? Right. All right. Number three on the list: Incredible Hulk number two thirteen. Uh, there's. They said there's going to be tons of you know cameos and appearances because obviously she's mm -hmm. going to be like a, a lawyer, you know, dealing with superheroes and you know, or you know, so it should be interesting. Number two, what do we got? 
Well, this is definitely an interesting book, and I'm so glad this is on this list. And uh, I use Cover Price on a weekly basis because I got this for Cover Price today at my shop. So Dark Spaces Wildfire from IDW. So per sci-fi.com, Universal has officially partnered with IDW Publishing for a pair of upcoming television projects based on hit comic book series, Universal Contact Productions, which produces the co, of course, the juggernauts like Resident Alien and Chucky is currently lighting up an adaptation of Scott Snyder and Hayden Sherman's Dark Spaces Wildfire. This show is set to follow a group of incarcerated female firefighters who plan a brazen heist while trying to contain a raging wildfire in the hills of California. An interesting note, this book was the first in the line of nine new original series that IDW has been promoting. IDW has spent a lot of resources promoting these new titles, many of which have been prominent writers behind the project. The next title, uh, I guess that's T-R-V-E-C-V-L-T. True Cult. True Cult. Right. Wow, that's yeah. how you got it. All right, good job. Releases this Wednesday. We've tracked 29 copies at a seven-day uptrend, 244% with a high sale of 1996 for a near-mint copy. Nice, and I yeah. got it for cover. Yeah, Kenneth Bird is a perfect 10 for 10 so far. Uh, yeah, so uh, proof of life. Uh, send us proof of life on Instagram and I'll send you a Marvel Mono prize. <laughs> uh, so, uh, number two on the list is Dark Spaces Wildfire, number one. Okay. I'm going to take this one. Yay. Because uh, <laughs> it's unfortunately we have to talk about it, but hey, it's. It's spawn number one again. It yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Number one on the list is Ultimate Fallout. Number four, the facsimile edition. Um, last week, this is Miles Morales sent the comic community into disarray. There was several different sides of the story coming from resellers, Black Flag, and CC among the chaos. The notoriety of this book surged into popularity, finding the comic social media channels not covering the controversy was few and between. Uh, Yet they did send a notice with updated items to all retailers who had an exclusive in the past, present, and future that altering a book without Marvel approval is prohibited. CGC is standing by its statement of recognizing this as an actual blue label book, which the entire market has unanimously disagreed. While this book is beginning to lose interest, most from fatigue, this week's residual spotlight on this book has taken it a top spot for the week while there are many raw sales of this book we have omitted those <clears throat> they may have unconfirmed sales where reported troll shill bidding we track 44 <laughs> copies sold with a 70 trend of 194 percent a high sale of a 1800 for a 9.9 here's the statement from um let me remove this guy's comment no offense to you but you know um if you, if you read it you put another uh, one up yeah, as you as, as this was sent out, and I I reached out to some some friends I know who are retailers, and they received this email uh, today, this morning, a matter of fact. Um, as you continue, as you all continue to expand your businesses, we want to thank you for continuing to explore exclusive opportunities with Marvel through our exclusive retailer variant program. By participating in this program, please remember that all cover artwork must be treated with approval by Marvel. Once submitted and accepted, no retailer has permission to use these comics or create new products, edit or change the published comic in any way. This of, course pertain, this, of course, pertains to all past and current comics. We have updated our deal sheets for all retailer variant cover requests moving forward, emphasizing these points. 
as always, thank you. Blah blah blah. We appreciate your cooperation. What that 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 that. Anyway, um, so thank you, David Gabriel from Marvel Comics. Yeah, that was from David Gabriel. Um, so Black <clears throat> Fat Comics showed up at C two E R in Boston Expo, and there was nobody there. They from the reports. They had few books. They didn't do the estate covers. They said that some were sold privately. Like it's all hearsay. But even but apparently they didn't even want to show their faces up. So I'm not here to like you know, you know, attack someone. But I from I'll start off and I'll get ask all you guys your opinions on it. But it caused not only issues with Backflag and CDC, but it caused personal attacks between people who were taking sides for one reason or another. I'm not going to name names, but you guys have seen the videos and it's ad nauseum. It's like people have gotten personal with these attacks and it's like, dude, we're talking about comic books, right? Like I keep on telling, if you fire needs fuel and oxygen, starve it of that and the fire goes away. But unfortunately, when you have something that's rare or a special recalled comic, then it becomes a hot commodity. So unfortunately, I have a feeling this book is going to remain on this list some more because there are some ridiculous prices that are under. Um, Black Flag found a loophole because I don't know if Marvel ever explicitly said, hey, you can't do this, do this, do this. But they found a loophole and they had dead stock and they did this. That was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. But, you know, they found a loophole and they did it. Um, uh, the people who bought them up in bulk, Wow, the I want to say the little guy, but just your average collector is stood in line. I know there were stories a guy drove six hours to get a copy and he couldn't get one because he stood in line and, and uh, influencers who stood around there. And then, you know, but, but you know, and, and then everybody started taking sides on it where, um, and really it, it shows the ugly side of our community, if you can call it that. I don't really call it a combo community because it's a combo click. Every this community is clicked up. You got this side here, this side, this, and they're all going to agree with each other and poo poo on the other one. And it happens every like so often, right? I'm a, uh, I mean, there's a, there's something else that's going to be causing drama. I have a feeling very soon. <laughs> we talked about it in our, in our private chat. I'm not even going to talk about them either because last time they did, they caused another fear. And it's just like, I don't know. Drama gets clicks, or, or 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 whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I we we covered it last week for maybe five ten minutes, and that was it. Because I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I, I accentuate the positive, ignore the negative. I try to do there because I've been through there. I've been through it. I've been, you know, tweet wars and this, that, and the other. I remember the Polly versus Mylar wars back in 2016 or 17 between two 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 YouTubers, and everybody started picking sides. I mean, it just, it just, you know, and those people aren't really around anymore. Well, they are around, but they don't have quite the following they used to. Now, CDC doing what they did, you know, uh, you know, Black Flag has is a pretty big retailer. It's co-owned at the very least by Clayton Crane. So, you know, that partnership. So that letter sent out was like, it was like I predicted. It was a slap in the hand. It wasn't like we, you can't get, re, uh, you know, you know, stuff from us anymore. You know, um, but, you know, there's also the so-called influencers, um, you know, 
flippers, speculators, call them what you want. They're all collectors, right? You know, for one for one reason or other. So, you know, people coming in the game and saying flippers are dirty. That's just another. That's another argument altogether. Flipping has been around for ever ever since comic book collecting has coming out right you buy for low and you sell for high that's just the thing that's that's been around since you know the the boom of comic books in the in the 80s and 90s right uh you know who can forget you know the death of superman and everybody thought they could send their kids to college dude, with the, the death of superman but this book, I mean, don't attack cover price because this book is number one on the list. This is reflective of the marketplace of legitimate sales. And they did their best to do go through the legitimate sales and kind of filter out to see which ones were troll building or shill, build, shill bidding. If you don't know what that means, that means they're up bidding, up bidding, up bidding. So other people are like, I wonder why people are bidding on this. Then I need to bid too. And then there's others that are troll, troll bidding that are just bidding and have no intention of buying it whatsoever. Uh, and so that's where it is. It's, it's FOMO at its worst. It's greed at its worst. It's just a perfect storm of, of just, just, you know, one single book with 750 copies. Yeah, we only, Cup Price only tracked 44. So people are sitting on these somewhere. And if I, I implore you, if you see them on whatnot, do not buy them because guess we can because cover price doesn't track what not sales if you see them on ebay i mean you know that's up to you if you continue to buy it, it we're gonna have to continue to talk about it unfortunately and that's just the way it is so um gabe what's your take on it i like what you said tim you kept it pretty positive but yeah my idea behind it is i've i've said this, where does that go all right uh pissed off he just left no we're running out he probably had to go uh yeah it just it is a situation that was unfortunate but there's really no one to blame uh, for it the the kind of mom mentality that 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 took place is pretty you know negative about that situation um but yeah i just think it's just one of those things where it it, it started out as as honest i presume because you know he made the book he intended to sell it i don't think there was any kind of you know pre-thought you know idea to make this a controversy i just think one thing led to another led to another led to another and it just became a whole bad situation the only thing that really bothers me is how cgc is still considering these things blue labels and with that and some of the other kind of changes and practices that we've seen with them lately it's really kind of breaking apart their integrity in my eyes of all things you know yeah a lot, a lot of people are like i'm going to cbcs and some even really crazy people are saying i'm going to pgx so i'm and, uh, yeah, good luck with that but um <laughs> but yeah it, it really does shine up i mean i don't think here's what i think is like they had no idea that how powerful social media is now mm -hmm. when this came out Right. Because especially um, not placing blame on whatnot, but whatnot is, you know, there's, you know, they they want to get influencers or do whatever. Uh, but it's not their fault that, you know, it's a platform. If you put it on there, it's like I said, starve a, rab a rabid dog for two weeks and he will eat whatever you give it. And that's what it created. It created FOMO, be it be it real or fake. It created FOMO. And then people are getting it. Will this book live in infamy? Perhaps, maybe not. I mean, I know of a book that was done where um, it was a sketch cover of a Walking Dead book and Negan bashed in Stanley's face. Um, and that caused a real big controversy to the point of where 
CDC supposedly paid this person to destroy the book. I was told the book still exists. So, you know, I was still and, with the, uh, that, that one star Wars book, somebody sent in that had a stripped cover and it gave it a nine, eight. And then CDC yeah. went back and took it out of the census, but it was like, you could take it out of the census, but that book is still out there. Like that's still well, just, being, just that's as still a book from CDC that's uh, backwards or upside yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It's, 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 yeah. And that's the thing with it. It's, it's, it's I think the comic book community needs to take some mm. responsibility for this as well. I mean, anything to do with yeah. it is, it, 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 it doesn't happen if people aren't allowing it to happen and pushing it to happen by, by paying these high prices for these books is making other people pay high prices for these books, which makes these influencers that, that, that bought up these books is none of their, I don't think it's any of their faults. Like that's any attacks against these people who are happen to be popular on whatnot or YouTube or Instagram or whomever. I mean, we're all influencers involved with this, but those ones that are also retailers that bought up all the books, it's not their fault. They it, That was a business transaction. I've done it myself multiple times, buying out variants and bulks and trades and things of that sort. So that's business. But it's just the idea that it only perpetuates if there is that action of it happening, which is the community buying these books and talking about it and trading it still and, and allowing just all of this to happen. Even even the idea of influencers and these, these retailers who are influencers, they're being powered and enabled, which is what this this community really is. It's a really a gang of enablers allowing this to happen and pushing this forward. So it needs to be an idea that we need to really look and consider where you're getting your news from or your buying habits from or your interest in comic books from. If it's, a, you know, and see what's really being pushed and what are they really being positive about. Yeah. And before Justin, before you weigh in, it's also um, the the notion of you know these places hiring influencers to pump whatever they want, right? Um, you know, and that's the thing: pump an influencer, pump a, a guy who has a regular job and he's popular on Instagram because he has opinions about comic books. But once you start allowing retailers to be influencers there's a conflict of interest in my eyes where they're pushing their own books and things yeah. of that sort right and there's even that asia's comics uh video that we show on here you know they, they kind of mock that but that's absolutely 100 true when it's, when it's a, a retailer and, and they're an influencer at the same time telling you to buy these books there's a there's something wrong with that it'd be the same thing with anybody that's trying to make or you know money off of this off of this hobby even yeah CBC, being, you know, being a comic book influencer, internet famous is being is like being the tallest midget in a room. You know what I mean? Uh, that's uh, sorry for any of uh, people. What do they call now? Little people, sorry. tall people, under six yeah. foot for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant like you know the forget it. Never mind. Anyway, Justin, what are your thoughts? I I don't really want to. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like literally, yeah. go. You can go check out our our video last week. Zach and I we did a live show. I just dropped it in the uh, the link, uh, down in the chat. Just go check it out. We talked about this literally for an hour. Um, based on the influencers, based on Black Flag, CGC, everything. Go ahead and check it out when you get a chance. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. So there you go, man. So um, it's on our list. Don't blame cover price. It's like, uh, you know, it's sales data. Um, and, you know, uh, and I also made the analysis, the CGC analogy or metaphor that, you know, CGC 
can be like Ron Burgundy sometimes. They just read what's on the teleprompter, right? You know, good night, San Diego, or fuck <laughs> San Diego. Mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if there if there was nefarious backdoor dealings of CDC with Black Flag, then that's that would be more concerning. Um, mm. You know, because if Marvel's already come out and said it. I would expect CDC to follow suit because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, that's two giant partnerships that they have in regards to this. So uh, um, that's it, man. That's all the oxygen we're going to give. We're sorry for nearing Nirvana. We crept into your time, but hang around. You're going to get redirected to the gals over at uh, nearing Nirvana talking about just some comic book stuff as we all should. There shouldn't be any negative drama and personal attacks over comic books, but you know, you know, try to be better, I guess, is the better. Is that a correct? Anyway, whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, for Justin, Nemesis Prime, Gabe, uh, Zach, although he had to bounce out. Uh, he had, well, I was running late because of my shit. Is, uh, I had the power went out. Yeah. <laughs> he just messaged I don't, know, us. I don't know what it was. But anyway, peace out, everybody. And we'll see you Thursday for the Shaker Show. Hopefully, it'll be UF4-less. All right. Peace out, everybody. Keep digging in them long boxes.